I saw a funny truck thing some time ago that it was a truck like a bumper sticker or something or a decal put on the uh, lowrider truck and it said praise the lowered <laughs> and it stuck with my and it's stuck in my mind it makes me laugh uh, truck peeper people truck drivers people who drive like normal you know pickup trucks they have a funny sense of humor sometimes i saw another truck recently when i was out walking around the neighborhood that said i identify as a Prius, <laughs> making fun of the transgenders and the non-binaries, all in playfulness, total playfulness and love for the transgenders and the non-binaries. We love you. That's why we don't go along with your mess, right? What's up, guys? It's 9.02 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time. B. Zuelto, or Zuelto says, hey, Please play the A.J. Gallardo version of your intro. I will on Friday. We normally do it on Fridays. So uh, let's stick with, I would like to stick with the Friday tradition. The Friday uh, common, common thing, okay? But I do have a hand-picked song. It is Tuesday, May 18th, the year of our Lord, 2021. Year of our Lord is... Somebody told me that A.D. Anno Domini may mean something different, but I think of it as year of our Lord. Nibba's trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> um, so, another hand-picked song. Another song by Vroom, which I believe that they were or are Christians. Vroom. And they came out with this album. And I have a, a song from this album. I forget what the al- name of the album was. But this song is called I Can't Stand Another Minute Here. It is not too long, so we should be starting the show um, not too long after 9.08, <laughs> but we'll be chatting in the meantime, so enjoy, I can't stand another minute here from Vroom, and let me know how the audio sounds, volume-wise, one for perfect, two for too loud, three for too quiet, four for please mute, I'm sick of it, <laughs> here's Vroom, enjoy. So you try and get it right, but you don't know what to do, when the answers won't find you. So cool, right? Plug your ears, friends. <laughs> this is a Owen. Man. Torture time, I'm ready, says Jim Justice. <laughs> Turn it up! No, no, the people are saying one. I think he, by turn up he means get excited, get pumped. Very 2004-ish. Actually, this is 2000, the year 2000. Reminds me of Tony Hawk Pro Skater Games. Punk, pop, punk, hey. Oh, this is groovy. This is my gift. It's okay. Well, thank you, A. Owens. I appreciate it. My tough critic, tough, toughness is love, am I right? So guys, you can call in, some of you already on hold, 888-775-3773. I have a Bible passage to share with you because I promised that yesterday and didn't come through. Typical. I have abortion to talk about. I don't have any abortions. 
And I do not abort this show. And I do not abort this song. Where in the world is this show? This is not Screeching Weasel. <laughs> and this is not Jesus and Mary Chain. Doesn't even sound like Jesus and Mary Chain. This is Rome. The Supreme Court's gonna consider an abortion case. The Supreme Court's so dumb, back in 1973, they pretended that you have a constitutional right to kill your baby, women. Noise, intro music, bro. Thank you. Cozy man. Gun grabbers, too. I have a gun grabbers story to cover. The Supreme Court is defending your right not to be subject to unlawful search and seizure. Such a mess. And I have some funny clips to share with you guys. It's funny clips. Rachel Maddow is a judgmental, nutty lady. Love Jesus and Mary Chain personally. I do too. I like them. I like their hits. Um, actually, I have a clip to share with you regarding the Israel-Palestine mess. Am I getting drowned out? Let me know if it's too loud. Hit two if it's too loud. Hit one if it's totally fine. But anyway, it's almost over, guys. Thank you for bearing with me. It is a beautiful room music sharing this beautiful view of Peck Lake. Peck Park Reservoir. That's the view that you're watching if you're watching the video feed. Okay, guys, let's get right on with the show! One, two, Tap three, water music. <laughs> oh, it's the Hague Report, the Hague Report, la la la. There, 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 there. So, how are you guys doing? I was patting my poor microphone, which is not even my microphone. It's Jesse Lee Peterson's microphone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I felt like I screamed a little too hard into the mic and might have damaged it. <laughs> but I point this way so that I don't spit into the mic. Because I spit when I rap. Saliva flies when I sing. God gives me gifts. Just look at my ring. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but that's a, you guys, you familiar with Supertones? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. It was a ska, punk, pop, Christian band from the, from the mid-90s. Supertones, fight back, or strike back. <laughs> Actually, I do. I you do, do remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> I remember one time this guy, he's at the end of this, this album, this guy is all, I pray to God and I ask God for a wife. And then some years later, he's getting divorced. <laughs> what a mess. That's why JLP stopped praying for a wife. Because every woman that got, he got with him, that got with him, uh, he couldn't handle, he says. That's what he says. Uh, he remembers Supertone Strike Back. Nice. <laughs> okay, guys, shout out to Asmador hosting the Hake Report on uh, Trovo.live. Trovo.live slash the Hake Report. Um, hey, you got a sore throat today? No, I just, I think for maybe a few days now, 
maybe I have like congestion or something. I was told by a friend to use like uh, ginger and lemon or some other concoction of or two or three or four different herbs. They're called herbs. Not that kind of herb. I don't do that stuff. Um, it sounds like a country song. And uh, maybe that'll help me with my congestion. Maybe that's what's ca- what caused... I got a little bit... I, I got plenty of sleep last night. But I didn't get as much sleep in days prior, so I would go like kind of hoarse. It was a mess. I do have calls to get to, guys, but real quick... Actually, let me start right off with this passage. Since you got all that excitement from Vroom, you have a pop shield on. Yeah, I do. Thank you, RP. And I do have super chats to read. I almost said super tones to to read. Funny super chats, by the way. Shout out to my favorite ethnic child. And based AF, based America first, and Brandon M and Cheesehead69. I will get to you guys, your super chats, super caps. On Trovo and Streamlabs, demonetized on DLive. JLP is not, though. You can still support him on DLive. Um, actually, I think I'm still getting your subscription uh, lemons. So if you guys are subscribed to me on DLive, I'm still getting your lemons. Nice. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I don't even know if you can cancel your subscriptions. Whew. So I'm getting lemons, so maybe I... Let me check my DLive, actually. Because maybe DLive.tv slash The Hague Report... I don't like to promote it since they demonetize me, but I promote Jesse's, and I do have a little bit of a lemon balance. Yeah, so I can open up the, the treasure chest at the end of the show again. You can play the treasure chest thing at the end of the show, five minutes till or whatever, and I'll open it for you guys, right? For the freeloaders? <laughs> Some of them are freeloaders. Suspected, suspected. But let me share with you this passage. I came across this. It's uh, Romans 8, and I don't have any screenshot of it, so you just have to listen closely, okay? Romans 8. And uh, I'm going to start with verses 1 and 2. And I'm reading from the King James Version. Don't get distracted. I'll try to keep it uh, so that you underst- it's understandable, though. A lot of you guys are King James only, which I can respect that, I guess. It's, to me, I don't have a big preference. Romans 8 reads, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but of, after the Spirit. For the law, of the, Spirit of life of, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Isn't that nice? Sounds like we're not supposed to continue to sinning. Some of us... Some people, many Christians, think you're supposed to continue sinning. If, and it's a big if, the Spirit's in you. So then, they that are in the flesh, and I'm reading from, I guess, 8 through 11, verses 8 through 11 in Romans 8. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. Isn't it interesting? But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man has not the Spirit of Christ. He is none of His. Wow. So you're not of it if you're not of the Spirit. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. You're alive. But if the Spirit of Him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, 
He that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Interesting. Does that mean after you die or, or right now you start to live more, even healthier? Maybe. Seems like it might be both. Might be both. Uh, children of God. This is my header. I'm using my headers for it. This is verses 14 through 20. As many are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. Interesting, huh? For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. I think this is Paul writing to the Romans. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, I guess, means Father. Some people say that Abba meant Daddy. Okay, whatever. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. See? And this is the same language JLP uses, by the way. Some people claim, where does he get his stuff? He's not biblical. Yes, he is. If it so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. We are children, heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. I read that a little out of order. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be prepared, compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. The earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. I don't know what creature they're referring to, but it says the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Might be talking about us because we're creation. We're creatures, God's creations. And we were vain. We were subject to vanity. And now we're subject to hope if we're children of God, right? And this part reminds me of the silent prayer. 26 through 29. This is Romans 8. 26 through 29. Uh, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Didn't you know? Don't you know that? The Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Interesting, huh? Praying in the Spirit. Um, What else? And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Jesus, firstborn of many brothers. So that's not just a Mormon thing. Some people think it's just a Mormon, a Mormon thing and that Jesse is wrong for calling Jesus our brother. It says right here, the Son of God would be the firstborn among many brothers. In your face, those of you who accuse Jesse of being a liar. Um, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? This is verses 35 to 39. Just the ending part of Romans 8, at least my section of Romans 8 that I wanted to share with you. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword separate you from the love of Christ? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are, dang, killed all day long. Accounted as sheep for the slaughter. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, 
our Lord. What a nice, they should make that into a song. They did make it into a song. Very nice. It's a nice song, too. Isn't that, that's my Bible thumping for the day. Very nice. Hake, do not understand what he's reading, says Rome Mental. <laughs> Forget you, Rome Mental. Oh my gosh, it's already hot in here. Is it not hot in here? Mm-hmm. Let's turn on the AC. Throw a blanket on, on the people outside because outside of the studio, it's freezing. Thank you, I can, I already saw the lights dim briefly because the AC turned on. <laughs> so let's open the vent and get some air in here. Gracias. That means thanks in, in Mexican. So guys, I have some calls to get to, but real quick, real quick, I want to talk briefly about this abortion thing. I told you about it in Hake News at the end of hour one of the Jesse Lee Peterson show. <laughs> um, but by the way, the anti-American extremist propaganda publisher Twitter on which you can you know have have your little imitation platform to a point with a tight leash on it especially if you're white or telling the truth or conservative or Christian or a man Uh, Twitter the far-left extremist publisher anti-american propagandist put out this headline Supreme Court because they're putting out news now right so-called news Supreme Court agrees to consider Mississippi's ban on most abortions after 15 weeks. Elective abortions in particular. And they have a beautiful picture of, I guess that's a Supreme Court building or something. I don't know my stuff. The case set to be heard in the court's next term, which is probably October. So you hear about it in May, and we're not going to hear again about it for another five months. But it's pretty big news. You know, the liberals are hating it and the conservatives are happy. At least it's going to be, they're going to pretend to be fair about it. We'll see. I don't really have high hopes. People are like, oh, Amy Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett. Coney's her maiden name. Amy Barrett. Uh, Maybe she'll be open to overturning Roe versus Wade. You know, that's that 1930... 19, almost said 30, (laughs) 1973 ruling that said, oh, did they say something like you have a right to privacy while you're killing your baby in the womb? That's this, that's the uh, constitutional right. And I heard that it was, there were some Republican so-called justices too, who were in on that. And males, I think it, I don't know if any females were on the court when they did that. Males, that's pathetic. And now they have a bunch of females on the court and we've gotten even worse. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But I have some screenshots of these people. Emma Kinnery is a Bloomberg so-called business reporter slash activist. A woman, a female. And she tweeted out this Bloomberg. Bloomberg is a far-left enemy of America news outlet owned by Mike Bloomberg, by the way, the billionaire who (laughs) ran unsuccessfully, uh, even though he advertised on the best platform ever, and it still didn't help him win. Um, The U.S. Supreme Court will consider gutting the constitutional right to abortion. Some, Some objective journalist this woman is, am I right? 
calling it a constitutional right to abortion, pretending that that's actually real, agreeing to hear Mississippi's bin, I mean bid to ban the procedure, and notice all of these, uh, what do you call those things? What do you call those things when they, euphemisms? Yeah, interesting choice of the language gutting. Good point, Chris. Uh, gutting. When you gut something, you tear out the guts, like of a, of a, uh, don't you gut fish? You gut fish, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, they gut the babies from the mother's womb, and that's what's really happening. Not to be too graphic, but they're using all these euphemisms. Abortion itself is a euphemism. What are you doing? You're aborting, you're stopping the pregnancy, which disrupts the bodily functions, and some say it causes breast cancer. It's definitely a correlation. Uh, definitely an ABC link, abortion breast cancer link. Look it up. Um, but then now they call, she called it a procedure. Procedure. Meaning ban and baby killing. In almost all cases after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Meaning the baby is 15 weeks old inside the womb, right? And it is a baby. It is a child. A fetus is a child. A fetus is a baby. It's not a clump of cells. I'm a clump of cells. <laughs> I'm also a person. I'm a human. <laughs> the move suggests the Supreme Court's strengthened conservative wing. Yeah, the Supreme Court, nothing strong about the Supreme Court. Nothing conservative about that wing of the Supreme Court, except the great Alito, maybe, and the, the great uh, Justice Clarence Thomas. The conservative wing may be ready to roll back, if not overturn, the landmark. 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, which was a mockery. They acted, I think they said something like, in those actual justices, and look at the pictures too, by the way, of these activists, these females, POC females, putting, trust women, yeah, okay. My decision, abortion access, it is not, what are they saying? It is about justice and dignity for all, except for the man and the baby. And actually the woman, too, because it's not dignified to kill your baby. It's not dignified. And then there's another person who says, don't kill human beings, way off in the back. Don't tread on me. No, coat, no more coat hangers. Because they're pretending that if you ban abortions, they'll go back to using coat hangers to, to kill babies. That's what Louis Farrakhan's mom, according to Jesse Lee Peterson's book, The Antidote, which was well-researched and uh, had its citations all in order, Louis Farrakhan's mom tried to abort him with a coat hanger, meaning kill him, before he was born. No wonder he's so angry. He never got over it. And he wants to blame whites for it. <laughs> Did he have a white mother? I don't know. But anyway, they showed a gross thing. All kinds of, gro of gross stuff. And look at these little girls. Nasty. Little, uh, little brown children. Little ethnic children. But not, not the, not my favorite little ethnic child. She wouldn't be found at a pro-abortion rally, holding mess like this. He or she. It's about justice and dignity for all. Give me a break. Abortion access? Oh, give me access to guns to kill people. Give me a break. They're not for that. Anyway. 
the uh, Washington Compost, whose mission statement is to kill uh, America by casting America into darkness with their lies, right? Democracy dies in darkness. That's their mission statement. Uh, America's not a democracy, but they want it to make it so. Because as long as they can dumb down the mob, they can get the mob to vote in, uh, vote away their rights and uh, responsibilities, right? The Washington Compost, the Supreme Court is to review Mississippi's abortion law that advocates see as a path, path to diminish Roe v. Wade. And a, another woman, BuzzFeed reporter, I think, Zoe Tillman, BuzzFeed so-called news, anti-abortion activists, they used to call them pro-life activists, right? Anti-abortion activists, why not just call it the whole thing, anti-baby-killing-in-the-womb activists? Anti-unborn children, anti-killing unborn children activists. How about you just call it that if you're going to call it anti-abortion? Have a pl- had a plan to get the Supreme Court. It get to the Supreme Court. It worked. On today's news, that the Supreme Court will take up Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban again. They're not going to hear it until October. And this one is horrific. This next one is by. Um, a blo- another Bloomberg so-called law reporter, all female reporters, by the way, Kimberly Robinson. There's Zoe Tillman. She's a BuzzFeed so-called reporter. BuzzFeed is far left, pro-Obama, kiss-ups, cowards. There was a guy who went from BuzzFeed to CNN. <laughs> Kimberly Robinson, who's a Bloomberg law reporter, a female, said SCOTUS will consider Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban. Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. They give background. And look at the horrific image that they show. A picture of a table where there's, I don't know what that, what in the world? Nobody call in and explain this to me. It's gross. It looks like a table where a woman's arms or legs are, are he- he- propped up and held down or something like that. I guess that's the abortion table. Sick stuff, huh? Scary. Looks like we're looking at those old-school torture devices. Or we're looking at where they used to sacrifice children to Moloch, right? Didn't they do, used to do stuff like that? Bloomberg so-called law. These people are a joke. And the Supreme Court in 1973 was a joke. Many of those people are dead now. Sick. Looks very much like a human sacrifice device from Moloch, says Radulazer. Yeah. Gross. Anyway, um, quickly, I want to get to some calls. Let me first get to Joshua, a first-time caller in Wisconsin, who wants to talk about the future of the so-called Republican Party. And I say so-called because they're mostly rhinos right now. It's a shame. Joshua, how are you? Hey, hey, how are you doing? Doing well. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, nice to hear from you too, man. Uh, what, what's going on, man? What, what's happening? Nothing are much. Just having fun on my show, talking about yeah, I can see having fun. talking about how dumb baby killer supporters are. <laughs> oh yeah, and I didn't know that. I was talking. Uh, was I going to get a board? I didn't know that. Uh, not Al Sharpton, but uh, Louis Farrakhan. Well, Louis, Louis Farah, what's the difference? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> uh, so, what, what's, what's going on? Are we losing? Are we winning? 
Oh, very good question. That's not for us to know. It's not over. And, um, you know, one guy whom I respect has said we're winning, even though it looks like we're losing. We're winning. So, so don't, don't, be, don't be deceived by your eyes and your logic or your math and looking at the, all the madness that seems to be thriving in the world. Don't be deceived by that. Yeah, I'm not deceived. It's just uh, I, I started getting into politics uh, when Obama got elected. Yeah, me too. <laughs> one soft Republican to represent the whole Republican Party. They had Mitt Romney. Yeah, I know. Party. Ridiculous, huh? Mitt and Romney. now they had Scott representing the whole Republican Party. Yeah. And I don't know anything about uh, the new... Um, Replacement for uh, Liz Cheney Stefanik. I don't know anything about her. I, I hope she's she's uh, she's strong. I hope she's like Amy Coney Barrett. I hope she's you know <laughs> going to do very good. I don't know, but, man. I don't know even about Amy Barrett. <laughs> Amy Barrett is not tough enough for my taste either. Really? Yeah. Did you hear? You may not have heard, but when she was being interviewed. She was asked about, you know, by the Senate, right? The Senate has to conf- had to confirm her when Trump right. nominated her. And I like Trump. I totally like Trump. But his <laughs> nomination of her, uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Comey. Oh, Comey Barrett, <laughs> as in James Comey. That's funny. Um, oh, wow. She was, like, talking about crying with her adoptive black children and daughter over the George Floyd thing, you know? So she's, like encouraging her adoptive children to falsely identify with their blackness over a guy who got himself killed, really. He got himself killed. Uh, and she is kissing up to the, to the fake black uh, victimhood and racism notion and the att- false smears upon cops. And that cop, how is he going to get justice? He's been, in my opinion, falsely convicted over politics. And uh, now his compatriots, his fellow cops, I think they're also fired and charged with crimes, too. And he's, like, rotting right now while she's living high on the hog. When she has pretty young children, she's supposed to be a mother, but instead she's being playing Supreme Court justice. Give me a break. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, Stefanik, I I don't know if Elise Stefanik is a mother. Elise Stefanik. And I, you know, I saw some clips from her, but you can easily see a clip and like somebody based on that clip. She's 36 years old, born in 1984, married. I don't see anything about, does she have children? I don't know. She's cool. I mean, she seems okay, but (laughs) um, Nick and Jesse Lee Peterson, Nick is Jesse's producer, they exposed yeah. how she's gone against Trump on certain things, and she's so-called come around, but the rhinos come around, but then they, they're quick to backstab and leave once it looks like Trump is out of power. So it's not like they agree with stuff based on what's right. They just kiss up to politics. So, I don't know. That's what, you gotta, that's what the weak ones do. They have to kiss up or yeah. else they'll be silenced the strong and give the weak a voice. Yep. So, and I think that's what they're going to do. And I really hope, I hope that uh, the, uh, either DeSantis or uh, Trump 
returns for the 2024 election. I'll vote for either one. Yeah. To be honest with you. I'll vote for either one. They're, they're both very good politicians. I agree with uh, everything that they say. Um, I, I do think that in in some way, DeSantis would be a better choice because uh, Trump had his, he he's just going to be a, he, it's going to happen again. His whole administration, what they did to him is just going to happen again. But DeSantis, I feel like he can have a way. He, he likes to have a fair fight. You may, you may be right. DeSantis is younger and, um, He's more, he knows, <laughs> I'm chuckling with the chat, the chat's kind of funny sometimes. D- nothing about you, don't worry, Joshua. Um, DeSantis is, he has been a congressman before, and now he's a, right, he was a congressman, I believe, and now he's a governor, and I don't know if he's as strong as Trump, I, I honestly kind of doubt it, actually, but... He can grow. He can grow. Um, so hopefully he, hopefully he comes through. And, you know, he knows the inner workings, and he's, he's not as blind to just how evil these people are. And, and he has the benefit of seeing what they did to Trump. So he's, he's coming back with clear eyes. I think Trump would maybe be a little wiser, too. But I mean, Trump was in the school from the beginning because yeah. he had a vice president. I don't think, you can't really blame the whole administration on, on Pence. Pence could have been stronger. But Pence, I, I honestly didn't have, a, I didn't have an, any problem with Pence until the very end when he didn't stand with Trump. And even then, I, I cut him slack because look at, nobody else did. Nobody else did either. And so what was he to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't really blame Pence. I wouldn't even mind if he picked Pence again. I kind of like Pence still. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You have, you have your opinion. And I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> you think Pence uh, is a backstabber? No, no. I just, I just think like just you, weak, just weak. You, you come into this game knowing what's going to happen. You stay to the very end, no matter what. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, you know? I wonder what and they I, really think of each other right now, uh, Trump and Pence. Oh, I really I bet, wonder. Um, Donald has a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, my last question for you is, uh, yeah. and, and I know you're uh, going to talk about the Palestinian and Israeli thing anyway, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Which you, opinion, go ahead. Um, which side do you think is the right side? Oh, with... Uh, with uh, is there, is pa- is Israel right and side? Palestine, which side is the right side? Yeah, Israel and Palestine. Uh, which one is, is there a right side? Is there not? That's an interesting question. I think that there are probably some in Israel who are the, on the right side. Maybe I like Netanyahu. I don't know much about him. Maybe I'm a sucker for liking him, but uh, from what I know of him, I like him. I don't like the people who hate Netanyahu, and those are the people who are trying to take over Israel, and they have a major influence on Israel. It's kind of like what's happened in America, where America is taken over by America's enemies. Same thing in Israel. Israel is being taken over by Israel's enemies. So, I, but I don't, I don't necessarily lump Netanyahu in with that. I yeah, think Netanyahu, I, think, yeah, I like I how Netanyahu didn't like Obama, but he liked Trump. And so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what uh, happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
Yeah. Yeah. Nice to talk with you, Joshua. Take care. Nice on you too. You have a good day. All right. It's interesting. You know, he brought up. Let me jump over to this clip. It's the last clip that I made. Clip uh, thirteen, I believe. Maybe not the last clip. Second to last clip. It's clip thirteen. Uh, Tom. It should be say something like Tom Cotton. Yeah. This is, I got this from Real Clear Politics. Speaking of people that, can you really trust them, right? And then I will get to, I have Samuel in Tennessee next. He wants to, he actually wants to ask my thoughts on World War I and II. Interesting. Very nice. Um, Tom Cotton is a senator from, what is that, Arkansas? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. He's a Republican. I know men who respect this guy. I think he was an Air Force guy or something like that, right? And he's kind of a serious person. You see him on Fox News, right? Sometimes. Uh, so he asks this question, did it, did, I saw this headline, did Associated Press allow themselves to be used as human shields for, for Hamas? Hamas is the Palestinian leadership, I guess you would call them. They're being called k- terrorists by America and by Israel. And they do use terrorist tactics, so, I mean, they're kind of fighting for their nation, right? They're trying to be, they're trying to establish a Palestinian nation. Did you know that, is there even a nation called Palestine? It's probably not internationally recognized, huh? But they probably, they're trying to be a nation. I've heard people who say, you know, they, the Palestinians, they should make their nation and have their right to their nation. I don't know. Anyway. He's talking about Hamas. It's traditionally, many times, they've used human targets, or that's what's been reported or alleged, right? They use human targets. They pick up children and run, and that way the other soldiers are less likely to shoot at them because they don't want to hit the children. <laughs> well, this was reported May 18th. Senator Tom Cotton questioned the leadership of the Associated Press, whose offices, did you hear about this? So AP's offices were bombed by Israel this week in Gaza. Based? (laughs) I don't know. This week in Gaza because the building was allegedly also used by Hamas. Anthony Blinken, who's the Biden-Harris simp secretary of state, he said on Monday he's not seen evidence that Israel claims to have that Hamas used the building. So I don't know. But they bombed AP. I'm... (laughs) Didn't hurt anybody because they announced it, right? They announced it. Oh, we're going to bomb this building. Get on out. So they evacuated. I don't think it killed anybody. But they bombed the building. AP are enemies of America, by the way. Just FYI. Maybe not everybody in AP. It's a huge so-called journalistic organization. They're propagandists against America. Just FYI. Anyway, here's Tom Cotton talking. And look at how he's talking. It's honestly a little distracting to me because he's reading and he's kind of performing, but he raises an interesting question. All right. So uh, (laughs) listen to Tom Cotton. This is not too long of a clip. It's maybe a minute or so. Listen to this. Why is the Associated Press sharing a building with Hamas? Surely these intrepid reporters knew who their neighbors were. Did they knowingly allow themselves to be used as human shields by a U.S.-designated terrorist organization? Did the AP pull its punches 
and declined to report for years on Hamas's misdeeds. I submit that the AP has some uncomfortable questions to answer. Yet the AP and its fellow journalists are in high dudgeon about Israel's wholly appropriate airstrike. Leave it to whiny reporters <laughs> to make themselves the story and the victim when terrorists are shooting missiles at innocent civilians. I don't know. I don't know. Is he right? Is he right or is he wrong? It's funny how these politicians, it seemed like a buzzword to say whiny reporters. Reporters are indeed whiny, but it seemed like a, a wink and a nod and a kiss up to us because we all know that reporters are evil. Many, most of them, right? They're dumb liberals. They're activists. They're enemies of America. So I don't know. I just, I felt like uh, it was a little off-putting to hear Tom Cotton talk like that and whatever. Is he a swamp? Is he part of the swamp or is he, uh, you know, the, a lot of the problem that these politicians run into is they're lawyers. I think Tom Cotton, I don't know if he is, but a lot of them go to law school. And what happens in law school is you stop being yourself. You end up being this phony thing. Politicians fall into that big time. That's why it's hard to find a genuine, normal person. What you see is what you get type person. That was Trump. That's not any of these politicians, including Tom Cotton. I like him. He's another Harvard lawyer from Arkansas, Arkansas, says Sir Law. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. But he raises an interesting question. And by the way, he's raised interesting questions before, Tom Cotton, in his defense, right? In his defense. I don't really have much to say because it's all speculation regarding this... Uh, Palestine-Israel thing and what happened and who's, who's done what. I'm not into the Palestinian victimhood thing, that's for sure. But I'm not necessarily interested in the, um, in all these liberals and uh, rhinos kissing up to Israel either. I like JLP's take. I've never heard anybody else put it the way that JLP does with regard to the jealous Pal Palestinians just whining and complaining. About, uh, and making it a ghetto, like what happens here, regardless of the character of the people who are well-to-do and rich and keeping their, their places clean, the Asians, the whites, the Jewish people, or whatever. It is no good to kiss up to, oh, they're being genocided. Anyway, um, something that Tom Cotton also got right, and then I'll get to Samuel in Tennessee. Well, I don't know if he got it right yet, but he's asking questions that are valid questions. The lab theory is not debunked. And I don't have any, anything to share with you f from this, at least not pictures. But the lab theory with regard to how this virus supposedly started, the China slash commie virus's origin, it's unclear still. The mainstream media was pretending that the lab theory, the theory that it came from a Chinese lab in Wuhan, was debunked, but it's not. And this senator, Tom Cotton, who I just called kind of phony, but sometimes he raises good, que good questions, and he might be an okay guy, I don't know. He questioned the origin. 
from the very beginning, he cited it as a possibility that it may have come from a lab where they were trying to come up with defenses against chemical warfare by, by creating chemical weapons <laughs> effectively, right? And it leaked because they're careless. They've leaked stuff before. They leaked SARS, I think. SARS was a virus that came out in 2003 and it killed like 600 Chinese, and it was a huge story. Uh, Andy Lau or, or somebody made, the, the king of China, made a beautiful song about the people who died of SARS, or actually maybe she recovered. But it was a beautiful, sad song. We, I remember hearing about it. That's when I started seeing all the Asians with the, with the um, lawnmower face masks, you know? Anyway, Zero Hedge, you know the outlet Zero Hedge? They put out information on the basis of Cotton's questions and comments, and I remember Twitter, the far-left enemies of America publisher Twitter, they censored Zero Hedge for some reason. Anyway, this uh, liberal, independent journalist Michael Tracy has been calling out the mainstream media for calling it debunked when it's not. There is evidence emerging for the lab, COVID lab leak theory, but journalists who claimed, who claimed conspiracy were humiliating themselves. Michael Tracy. He's been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show before. And he dug around. Um, the Washington Compost uh, put out some article, Richard H. Elbright, a Board of Governors Professor of Chemistry and chemis- Chemical Biology Rutgers professor guy, was quoted widely in media reports last year, according to Michael Tracy, as an expert authority debunking the lab leak theory, but he's actually a proponent of the viability of the lab leak theory, this Harvard guy. What did I say? A Rutgers guy, not Harvard. And so the Washington Compost was had this headline, Tom Cotton keeps repeating coronavirus conspiracy theory that it was already debunked. Many others were doing that. Rupar, Aaron Rupar, remember that guy? With a Vox, so-called journalist, Vox.com, also communist. Sick stuff. So, I think that Tom Cotton tries to be honest sometimes, right? Anyway. Let me get to... Samuel in Tennessee. Samuel, how are you doing? Somebody turn on the AC because Hank <laughs> is on the hot seat. Nice. <laughs> it is on and it's comfortable in here again. Nice. Everybody's nice. freezing outside the studio. Yeah, make them shiver. <laughs> yeah. Make uh, Tom Cruise in there put on another shirt over his white shirt. Oh, no, he's fine. He, he doesn't need it. He actually oh, okay. has a black another shirt on thing. right now. Uh, I love Nick. I love Nick. Uh, I love the staff. Uh, guys, nobody should be wearing anything close to a polka dot. That's just this new uh, skinny oh. jean style. Metrosexual. No, n- no polka dots, nothing close to a polka dot. All right. right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> polka dots are for picnic baskets and picnic tables and little girl uh, sundresses. Yeah. Chris says he only wears solid colors. There you go. Yep. He's a man. Um, yeah, so, Hank, I wanted to ask you what you thought about uh, the United States' involvement in World War One and World War Two. I have my take on it, and uh, I thought I'd just ask you, think it was a uh, good decision for, for the United States? Do you think we were violating anything of our own principles? Yeah. 
Um, I really don't know much about history, but I, there are, who, who got us into World War II? Was that FDR, the communist? It was actually Edward Bernays, the grandson of Sigmund Freud. He was the head of the public, the new, um, I think uh, FDR may have um, made the, uh, or the guy before him, Hoover, made the uh, bureau of the, uh, well, it's not a bureau, it's not constitutional, but it's the uh, Department of Public Relations. And Edward Bernays um, conducted a propaganda campaign to convince Americans to enter World War II. And that was under FDR, though, right? I think it was Hoover to FDR. Oh, uh, Hoover. Okay. Yeah. An interesting note. And then Woodrow after- Wilson, who was another communist, right? Was, yes, he was. Uh, the guy? Didn't he? Didn't he get us into World War One? Yeah, he did. And, so uh, those are evil people. Six- I don't trust anything that they do. I don't. Yeah, Woodrow Wilson. His first six months, he went on an apology tour, very similar to Obama. For six months, he went through Europe, wow. and just apologizing for America's freedom, decisions to be independent, and things like that. That's before the um, war. Yeah, before the war, as wow. soon as he got elected, and he was the president in which the Federal Reserve Act and the Internal Revenue Act, which is taxation, oh income, yeah, uh, was passed under. unconstitutional. So yeah, so this is uh, this is what I, I understand. So after World War One, there was two American heroes, war heroes. One was Smedley Butler, who wrote a book called "War Is a Racket." He was a uh, <laughs> heavily decorated Marine. Yeah, and there was Charles Lindbergh, who was a uh, famous fighter pilot. They well, Smedley Butler wrote a book, and Charles Lindbergh went on a campaign trying to convince Americans to not enter World War Two. They saw the war front and center, and they were against it. After you lose a bunch of men, socialism is easier to be instituted, and that's what they noticed. And Charles Lindbergh specifically was the one that coined the America First uh, idea. Nice. And and he was called, because he was against entering into World War II, he was uh, smeared, he was called anti-Semitic, he was called... Yeah. uh, a nationalist, uh, a radical nationalist. Oh, yeah, they don't... Nationalist is a bad word to Europeans and other communists, mm-hmm. huh? And uh, just to wrap it up, I think we have a constitution. If you read, I believe it's an Article One of the Constitution, we are not to enter into foreign affairs. Uh, the Monroe Doctrine is actually not just the Monroe Doctrine. It's, it's enforcement of... Uh, it's a, a tight reading of the Constitution. We are supposed to defend our borders and to uh, help the welfare of this country. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, the... Uh, Defend the our borders sin. is exactly what we don't do. What a yeah, mess. Yeah, it's the back doors open and we're in a hundred... And we're countries. helping them across, across the I river know. illegally. Anyway. But, this is, but this is what I wanted to say, is that this country started with great ideals. We violated our own ideals with the war of Southern aggression. Some say that Lindbergh didn't serve in World War I. Brandon M. says that he didn't serve in World War One. I. I don't know. Interesting. Whatever. Um, yeah. So Beside the point, the, really. The Civil War, we violated our own state's ratification and annulment of federal overreach by um, engaging in the War of Northern Aggression. Yeah. And since then, we've just been moving into an empire. It parallels what happened to Rome as a republic. And as Rome became an empire through uh, Caesar, Julius Caesar and Augustus. Yeah. So we just have to have awareness of that as Christians. 
we're not of this world. Jesus said, my servants are not, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight. And that's why I take a non-resistance stance. Um, that doesn't mean I, I agree with weakness or side with it, but we're going to have to, as Christians, really pray for the peace of our land and community and try to reach out in truth and love and be preemptive on the chaos that's going to come. Yeah. And and I learned a lot of this stuff from the Anabaptist perspective, which is, you know, the, uh, the Amish, the Mennonites, and the Hutterites and whatnot. Um, there's a YouTube channel, Anabaptist okay. Perspectives, too, I think. But I think that's, you know, that's what Christ called us to do, is to, is to serve now and just let God's will be done. These empires come and go, unfortunately. I mean, I of the Constitution, we're just not, we're not following it anymore, or, or our ruling class yeah. is not. And yeah, it is a shame that there is such disrespect, you brought up civ- the Civil War, such disrespect and trashing of the South, the beautiful South, and those who mm-hmm. respect, we should respect the, um, the Confederacy and the Confederate heroes. Those were Americans, and if we want to be united with them, we better give them the freedom. If we didn't, we fought to not give them the freedom to secede from the Union, right? Or America and did, interestingly, right? Interestingly, a lot of German communists were uh, were imported to fight in the Northern Army. This is a part of history that's not really discussed. I learned it through the John Birch Society books, which the John Birch Society is also smeared as oh, a yeah. radical hate group. But they are an anti-communist constitutional education society founded right. by Christians, and and uh, there was the WAR party. It was a it was a small um, group of a banking elite that imported Germans. Germany at that time was was a, a bunch of federations. It was not a nation yet, wow. uh, and they imported really? a bunch of German. Yes, a bunch of uh, different groups of German communists, um, and promised them, you know communist utopia in the northern um, uh, uh, state, and when they got here, they said, hey, well, now you got to fight for it, and so they entered the war. <laughs> um, wow. Interestingly, also, Lincoln was the first man to issue a uh, an executive order, and his first executive order was to jail 30,000 northern dissidents to the war. There was 30,000 northern... I heard that he brought the, uh, the uh, income tax, too, temporarily. Didn't he do an income tax? Yeah, it was the greenbacks. He issued a uh, a debt based currency called the greenback. He Interesting, man. First fiat currency. And, that's um, that's just, wild stuff, man. I got to run, yeah. Samuel. But okay, you're, very interesting. Sure. Okay, God bless you. Thanks for your work. All right, take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Wild stuff. People have. They don't want a united country. Otherwise, they wouldn't be calling. The uh, Confederate flag, a traitor flag, a loser's flag, all that stuff. It's a trashing of the South, a total disrespect. That's not what Grant wanted. When Grant, uh, Ulysses S. Grant, when he um, and General Robert E. Lee, two great men, I think. I think Lee may have been a better man, honestly, but I'm not sure. Um, When they made their agreement... He stopped, what I understand, what I was told from uh, some historian, he stopped this, the northern soldiers from firing off in celebration, saying, no, these are our brothers now. We are, we are one country. But now they want to just 
trash these people. There's universally trash. The beautiful South. Some of the best people. What a shame. So, uh, quickly, a few super chats. I have Zach in Columbus, Ohio. You, the, the listener's favorite caller coming up next after a, a quick song here. Maybe not, maybe not that quick of a song. <laughs> but my favorite ethnic child gave a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the hate report and said, when Jesse becomes president, he should hire James as his press secretary. That's me. Since all the hate watchers expect James to answer for Jesse on the hate report. Yeah, like Russ from uh, Hampton, Virginia yesterday calling into my show, that mess. And then uh, Earl from Michigan, complete hater with his mess, getting me to answer for Jesse. And I willingly, uh, because blacks are so entertaining, I entertain their ridiculous questions, right? <laughs> based AF, Based America First says, with a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the hate report, uh, MIT researchers infiltrated a COVID skeptics community only to discover the community valued data transparency and information literacy and were more scientifically rigorous than the public experts. Very interesting, man. Not surprising, honestly. Very not surprising. Uh, Azador says that Washington, George Washington, issued eight executive orders. Every president issued executive orders. It's part of the office. Interesting, man. Yeah, so it wasn't, so Lincoln wasn't the first one to do any executive orders. Um, I have some super chats on Trovo to read. Super caps, actually. That's when they are, um, in italics. And after that, I do want to, oh, I forgot to show you the black, uh, judge regarding the abortion stuff. I'll show that to you, too, later. This is, this song is, speaking of the South, this song is called Charleston that I will, um, play for you next, but real quick, Cheesehead69 says, Vroom is now on the WBS playlist. What's WBS? I'm afraid to ask. And Brandon M says, Hake is the best kind of hipster, listening to music no one has ever heard, nor wants to hear, and brags about it. (laughs) You got my number, Brandon M. And so with that, enjoy the song Charleston by Vroom. And it is like a five-minute song, so I'll come back after two or three minutes, and we'll talk more as it's playing out, and then I'll get to Zach and Columbus and more of the stories in that black judge who's pro-abortion, Obama judge. Big surprise, right? Enjoy this song, Charleston by Vroom, and I'll be right back. Everyone tries to be so- 
Some people says it's terrible. Says A Owen. Whoa. You need some Skinner. We need some Skinner. It's mad music. Says man music. Says Sirlaw. Funny. Song needs more power tapping. What's power tapping? I'm not sure what that is. I'll have to ask Chris after this. The music does have a nostalgic vibe with it. Says Cody Ives. Take by the Lake, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Infinite Combo, says Steven Absolution. Yeah. The lyrics are lovely. Yeah. Talking about getting your innocence back. The song, that song title is Charleston. Isn't that the capital of South Carolina, I think? Charleston, South Carolina? Yeah. Raleigh is North Carolina's capital, I think. I learned my states and capitals in fifth grade. It's about partying or rioting. Maybe it's for uh, people going down to do their spring break thing. Spring break wildness before spring break became such a big thing. Uh, I will get to your calls, guys. This is actually cool hate music, says Jim Justice. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, Columbia, South Carolina. Thank you, man. Is it really? Is it Columbia, South Carolina? Charleston is in South Carolina. I think you are right, DNYG. Got my back. Live fact checkers. <laughs> Chris says he got 110%. 110% on the states and capitals test. <laughs> you can write them down, fill out a blank map of the United States, and probably the world. Yeah. Very nice. All American rejects, says uh, Jenny Crosby. Easter break. Yeah, Easter vacation. Easter vacation. Named the lakes for extra credit, hence the 10%. Oh, he was not kidding. <laughs> wow. That's how people get more than a 4.0 grade point average GPA when they are students because they do better. <laughs> do better than perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's kind of punkish, this music. Pop punk is how some describe it. Driving melodic rock. Anyway, thank you for that, guys. What did I promise before? Okay, before I get to Zach, let me just show you quickly this black pro-abortion Obama judge. It's in the abortion folder. Carlton Reeves. This guy was all grandstanding. And he, he accused the lawmakers of the state of, what was this, Mississippi or something like that? I think so. Because um, Mississippi banned... Abortions after uh, 15 weeks, unless, you know, the life of the mother or a horrifically deformed fetus, which is a baby or a child. This is the black judge. 
He is Carlton Reeves, and he's like saying, oh, you guys did this on purpose just to get to the Supreme Court, and so he ruled against them. But, of course, they went to the Supreme Court. <laughs> so it worked. Obama judge. Black. For killing babies. Apparently. Ridiculous. Born in 1964, by the way. Might be an old picture. Because he probably looks a little bit older than this now. But what a shame, huh? Terrible stuff. Let me quickly get- I have some ridiculous- Speaking of the virus mess. Uh, scenes from a lesbian and a, and a sleepy president talking about the masks and the, and the vaccines and all that madness. Uh, but first, let me get to Zach in Columbus, Ohio. He wants to talk about a person named Anthony Brown. Why does that name ring a bell? What's up, Zach? How are you doing? It's Andrew Brown. I thought it was Anthony. It was Andrew. Andrew Brown. And who is this? Yeah. Oh, another victim of the blacks. Back at it again, getting shot by the police. Oh, you mean blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> now I know uh, who you're talking about. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, this guy um, got pulled over by the police, um, and they told him to get out of the car. And he runs, like, he's in the car, and he's, like, pulling off. And the police tell him, like, give him a whole bunch of warnings, like, yeah. oh, stop, stop, stop the car. So he drives off real fast and almost runs over one of the police officers. So they shoot at him yep. and hit him four times in the head. Wow. Um, I think one was, like, in the arm, and then one went to, like, his skull. Wow. Um, but the blacks are upset about this. And <laughs> it's like, this... <laughs> He almost ran over a police officer. Right. And then <laughs> ran off with his car. Yeah. What do you expect? Him. It's ridiculous. Um, so blah, 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 Jr. District attorney says deputies who fatally shot blah, 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 Jr. were justified. That's a CNN headline. No charges for the police who shot the black motorist. And uh, North Carolina sheriff's deputies justified. In the fatal shooting of blah, 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 Jr., according to the district attorney. Right on DA, I guess, for stating the, what, what's based on your, your telling of the story should be obvious. Crazy, man. It is crazy. It's, it's sad to see. Uh, I know that this isn't something new that right. we deal with. But, you know, it's still sad to see that they're, the children of the lie are not waking up. Yeah, very true. Yep. Good shooting. Good shooting, as it says. It was a yeah. good shooting. Yeah. And uh, what a shame. That guy threw his life away. And tried to hurt the police. He did. <laughs> um, so it's not... It's not... It, it's, his, it's his fault. Right. Uh, yeah, it is his fault. He brought, he brought his fate upon himself. What a shame. Let his life... Uh, poorly lived serve as a lesson for others. That's what people who, who, would, who love black people say. Not these people that yep. pretend, oh, victimhood. He <laughs> recklessly drove at the officers on scene, according to uh, District Attorney Andrew Womble said on Tuesday. Mr. Brown's death, while tragic, how is it tragic if this guy ran, drove at the officers? I guess you could and, say uh, his life is a tragedy because he was probably poorly raised 
the I blacks know. are out there with their say his name Andrew Brown signs. Yeah, like come on. Come on. Four body cam photos shown to the public for the first time showed the entirety of the incident, which lasts 44 seconds. Wild how stuff develops. Life comes at you fast, or death. What a mess. It does. How have you been, Hake? I haven't called in a while. I've been fine. Nice to hear from you. Yeah. I've been um, getting ready to join the military, so... Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. what is it? What is it like getting ready to join the military? What do you do to get ready? Um, really, right now I'm just going to because I'm 16 now, so I have to wait till I'm 17. But um, right now I'm just going to like PT with him, getting ready. I'm going to go to college so I can be an officer. Uh, going to uh, college first, and then and then going into the military, or both. Yeah. Um, well, it's time. like it's kind of both. Uh, you go to college, but you're in the military. Um, so I'll be an active student at Ohio State. Um, but I'll be, like, training with the military, doing, like, all the boot camp and everything. Yeah. Um, but once I join the military, I'll be able to get, like, a higher rank, which is officer. Okay. So instead of right. just being a regular enlisted, you know, I can go up the ranks. Nice. I mean, you'd be talented at that. You'd, you'd be a light in a dark place, possibly. Um, well, I don't know if you want to join when uh, we have Obama in charge or... Biden, who or whoever's in charge, in charge. <laughs> but it's oh, good yeah. if you are not deployed, going to going to school instead. Although I don't know if you want to go to school, but you're smart. You probably know how to avoid getting brainwashed in the in the snake pit that is college. But uh, oh yeah, interesting, I mean, I man. To, I don't have to go to college, but you know, if I go to college, better pay. Right. Um, higher ranking, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, so I was... I might as well take advantage of it. I was thinking about going into the military. It was like 2008 or 2009 or so. And I was thinking about going into the military. I was already going on... I was not 30. I was 20, like, 8, 27. And I um, had already had my degree, so I would have gone into the Marine... I was thinking about going into the Marines. I went through... MEPS, what is that thing? MEPS, where they, they test Meps, you yeah. and st- all that stuff. And I was doing fine. But then I'm like, I started, I, wo- I woke up like it, one morning and I'm like, I don't want to get, uh, I was already, you know, approaching 30. I don't want to get maimed or killed. So I bailed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I yeah. had gone right out of high school, I would have had it. Uh, a, a better prepared mindset and body for that type of thing, but I think by by the time that I was thinking about it, it was for the wrong reasons. So somebody had suggested it to me, and I listened to that person, and I didn't need to be listening to other people. If you're self-inspired or God-inspired, then uh, that's a different situation. Then you're uh, you maybe fine. I am kind of self-inspired, you know. Nothing else really interests me, and I don't want to be. You know, I don't want to, because basic training now and all that is, is a bunch of transgenders and stuff. I know. You, know, you probably get out of shape in, in a boot camp. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, I know, like, my uncle, he's in the military, and he said, like, basic training now, like, if you need a 20-minute break, they let you go take a 20-minute break so you can recollect your mind. And it's like, this isn't even basic training. This is, like, counseling yeah what a shame it is our military is going to be weak 
Yeah. Well, I I wish you well. I wish you well, man. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Take care, Zach. It's good to hear from you. Yep. And thanks for the nice tip talking. on blah, 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 Junior. Yes, of course. All right. Appreciate All it. All right. Um, real quick, let me get to Lucas in Hollywood, California. Uh, your friend and mine, Lucas. Lucas, how are you doing? Doing well, Hey, How are you doing? Doing fine, too. Thank you. Uh, I had to get your opinion on, um, because it, you know, it talked about it at church and everything. What is your opinion on what my woman did at Costco? <laughs> Let me catch the view, the listeners and viewers up who may not be up to date. Actually, can you catch them up on, um, without yeah, without doxing yourself, yeah, without who you are yeah. and and what you guys did and what you guys have been doing, real quick. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, me and my woman, uh, we're like the social dystopia. That's our organization thing. Um, we went to a a, a mask uh, thing, an unmasked thing in Costco and Torrance, and uh, uh, my. My woman went up on the clothes and started reciting the um, the Declaration of Independence. So you were doing and, a ma- uh, an anti-mask protest in Costco. Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, she went up on there, and then as I as I was bringing her back down, um, some wh- uh, white white woman. It was like a white like Latina kind, maybe Latina. Yeah. Uh, was like recording and and talking a lot of you know like rubbish you know i don't want to say the word but um <laughs> and uh and so she said f um china n-word twice to her and it went viral and after. you guys were wearing f china f word china yeah. uh t-shirts right that you guys made yeah yes yeah torrance mm-hmm. torrance is a beautiful area too well i don't know it's kind of hit and miss it's down by yeah. manhattan beach right something around there yeah yeah right, yeah, right around there okay so and you guys have, and I know that you've been doing these anti-mask protests, and uh, you protested outside the uh, vaccine getting site over at Rose, the Dodge, Rose Bowl. Yeah, Dodger, Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dodger, Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And they like shut it down over you guys, or seemingly over you guys, even though you guys weren't really blocking cars or anything. You were just yeah, we weren't just, blocking cars. We're just right there on the curb. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, she, <laughs> so some woman was getting in the, your woman's face, and yeah. she was recording you guys, right, on her phone. Yeah. And so she said, yeah. "F China N word." <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it was funny, like, but it got it went and made its rounds, and yeah. I, mean, I she, um, I think, she told, like, I think that these, uh, the feedback that you've gotten for the most part from people at church has been right, at least the stuff that I heard uh, said during the stream, has been yeah. right, like, that it's good to call, you gotta, gotta calm down, and you gotta protect her, and not get so in your face, and saying stuff that could get a target on your back unnecessarily, the internet is forever, kind of, yep. and, yep. you know, like Jesse Lee Peterson used to say, no matter what he was doing as a younger man, no video, and no writing stuff down to uh, women he was dating or anything. And that way, there's not something that's going to surface against you, say, if you run for office, or who knows what may happen, what opportunities you may get. Or, you know, people are so evil that they will um, 
attack you for your freedom of speech because it was freedom of speech what she what she said but it was yeah. ill-advised it was not advisable and so um i think yeah. that you've gotten good feedback from jesse for sure and then uh i know that samuel mexican car wash boy also gave you feedback that i that i really appreciated too um about uh the other streams that you guys have been doing so um yeah you want to set a good example and you want to be peaceful live at yeah, peace well, with I, people as, I, you, as much as you can well i can see i can see the hate you know like i can understand the hate coming from like the left as they call it the left um but but with these conservatives that you know they believe in free speech and the constitutionalists yet they are sending like horrible death threats and all this stuff and it's like coming from conservatives that i used never to mind them the never mind yeah. them most conservatives are evil and you don't want to yeah. you don't want to get into judging them cuz um if you start judging them you're evil too man yeah no i don't judge them i i still go to the rallies you know and, and there's a lot of people that are are back you know that like back us up you know like they're just like look i understand you know but the the point is one. the point is about you yourself keep an eye on yourself not on those other people don't be yeah, don't be surprised at at the evil that may come from left or right cuz most people are evil all of the left yeah. is evil except for the ones who are going to wake up and repent and then most of the right is too and mm-hmm. you yourselves were no angels yourselves so you have no place to to judge any other group who's who's opposing you or feels threatened by you or or whatever you think may be happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't judge them and I don't hate them for it. Um and don't, but don't even bring it up to me cuz something's going on between you and some other group that I don't want to get into, I don't want to talk about and I don't think that you should honestly be I don't think that you would be wise to to continue that. It's needless, you know? It's needless yeah. infighting. Or maybe it's not even infighting, it's just fighting. But it's not necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, another thing, uh, I, I emailed um, the producer, FallenState.tv. I don't know uh, if they got a response. I don't know if they want, you guys want to respond or you guys even want me on that thing. But yeah, I emailed like a short, you know, a couple paragraphs about, you know, because you know, we want to speak on it or I want to speak on it. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I just reminded you that I forgot to tell Jesse yesterday oh, okay. when I called him. All right, cool. Well, you did the right thing, you, the email and the producer, contacting the producer. Yes. Cool, man. Well, it's good All to hear right. from you, Lucas. I appreciate Same, it. All right, thank you, man. You have All a right. great day. You as well. Take care. Um, before I get back to calls, I want to present this, ju- speaking of judgment, judging, judgy, Women. (laughs) I have to share this ridiculous Rachel Maddow. This is from actually last Thursday or Friday, I think. Um, I got this from Real Clear Politics. Rachel Maddow, the headline reads, I'm going to have to rewire myself. And look at how nutty she is. Not to see someone without a mask as a threat. And she's the MSLSD, MSDNC host and keep in mind Anthony Fauci the guy that everybody looks to as an expert not you not me necessarily but he's like a small 
80 years old, so I credit him for that because he's doing well for 80, I think. But the guy is a nut. He's a Hillary Clinton fanboy and a Rachel Maddow fanboy. Keep in mind, Fauci likes this woman. He's a big fan of hers. <laughs> Listen to this nutty woman talking about judging people for not wearing a mask. And now that the CDC says, if you're vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask indoors in, most, in many settings. You know, the CDC finally said something that's common sense. Sort of. They're pushing, they're switching from forcing you to wear a mask and forcing you to stay home to forcing you to get vaccinated. So they're not letting go of control, honestly. But anyway, here is Rachel Maddow, a cable news show host, so-called, acting nutty. Listen to this and watch clip 11. It is an amazing thing. I mean, I will just tell you at a personal level, I'm sorry for speaking of all that in such personal terms with the, with Dr. Walensky, but when I was talking to people today about this new guidance and what to ask her, everybody had very personal feelings about it. And I realized I did too. And all these questions, part of it is that I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see somebody out in the world, who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat (laughs) or you are selfish or you are a COVID denier and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. I mean, we're going to have to rewire the way that we look at each other because the CDC's guidance, which she just told me, we are sure, is that if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask except in very specific circumstances. And so that means as we change that as a country, we are going to look at each other differently and have to unwire our preconceptions about what a mask or a lack of a mask means. President Biden spoke to that a little bit today, asking for people to, President Biden actually and Dr. Fauci both spoke to that today, asking for people to essentially be patient, be compassionate, give people respect for whatever they decide on this front, because with these with this changing guidance, we're going to now have changing norms and we got to give each other space to have feelings about that um, as we go through what's going to be a big change that's going to create a lot of visceral, um, a lot of visceral reaction in a lot of us just in our day to day lives. It's a big day, big change. It's not that big. <laughs> it's saying something that's obvious. Well, it's it's not going quite far enough to something that should be obvious. And she's talking about judging people with masks or without masks. And she's talking about having compassion for the psychos who still want to wear the mask even after they're vaccinated. <laughs> and I call them psychos because these people are, have no problem judging you for not wearing a mask, me for not wearing a mask, even though I go way around... I've told this story over and over and over. I went to uh, a park up in Beverly Hills where there's a bunch of liberals. And I walk way around this young father who's like my age and his young son way around him. Ten feet, maybe ten yards. (laughs) And then the boy may say something. Hey, Dad, how come he doesn't have a mask? Maybe he said something like that. So I hear the father say all loud so I can hear it. He doesn't have a mask because he doesn't care about anybody else. He's selfish. Talking to the boy like he's his mother. Just teaching him to judge the uh, normal thinking people. Here's another one that came out, I guess, yesterday. Sleepy Biden. He's talking about be kind and respectful to those who want to continue to wear a mask, even if fully vaccinated. And I don't judge those people either. I did call them psychos just now. But it's... Uh, Chris called it sorcery. Explain what you mean by sorcery, because you make a good point. Chris, white Chris. Yeah, 
basically these, um, you know, the pundits, they, they get <laughs> on and then they, they project and they tell you how to feel. Yeah. And so the people will watch that and they'll naturally say, oh, yeah, I, it is going to take some time for me to get used to people not wearing masks, <laughs> which I, I don't understand. I've I'm, I've never gotten used to it. Yeah, actually. I'm 32 years old. I've lived 30, <laughs> you know, 31 and, you know, a quarter of those lives of that time without a mask ever. You're right. And you, you want to tell me all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, we had to wear a mask for a little while. I had to wear it in a grocery store and a few other places. Right. Oh, now I'm, I'm just so used to the mask. <laughs> uh, Good that, point. That now that we don't have to wear them, like, oh, I'm going to have to rewire my brain entirely to, to get used to not having the mask. Because you might be judging a liberal. If you judge the person for not wearing a mask, you may be judging a fellow liberal. <laughs> yeah, of course. And, and as usual, it's, it's never done. You know, they hold the cards. You know, from the other perspective, they would never think to see it from the other side. I know. You know, any kind of... Oh, maybe maybe I have to, you know, think of them compassionately or, you know, just anything like that. They they would never give you right. They would never give you that uh, liberty basically. I mean, it's just it's par for the course, you know. Right. I'm not saying anything new at that point in particular. It just, you know, it, it needs needs to be said every time. You need to drive that home. You need to shame <laughs> them. Yes. But yeah, they're uh, it's just a it, it's an illusion. They get on there and they they tell you how to feel. And listen to how Biden does it. This is also from Real Clear Politics. He's talking to us like we're children. This is about a minute long. Just have to give it to you guys, give this clip to you guys real quick. Be kind and respectful to those who want to continue to wear a mask, even if fully vaccinated. And he's talking to us like we're babies or something like that. Is this how women like to be talked to? Because I can't imagine a man being, enjoying being talked to this way. Listen to this. We're still losing too many Americans, and we still have too many unvaccinated people in America. Last week, the CDC announced that if you're fully vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask. They reported that science, the science now shows that your vaccination protects you as well as being masked or better than being masked. So you can protect yourself from serious illness from COVID by getting vaccinated. Or wearing a mask until you're fully vaccinated. Either way, you're protected. As I said last week, some people may want to continue to wear a mask, even if they are fully vaccinated. That's a decision they can make. Some businesses may want to continue to require wearing masks. Let's all be kind and respectful to one another as we come out of this pandemic and respect those who want to continue to wear a mask, even if they've been vaccinated. This guy, this is the guy that said, I would take Trump behind the school and beat him up. He's not about respect. What a sicko. And he's talking, my kindergarten teacher didn't teach, didn't talk to us like this. And we were little kids, four and five and maybe six years old if we were too old. <laughs> my kindergarten teacher is the only one I know who, who supposedly died from COVID. Anyway, sick, very sick. Just feel good, feel, I don't know, it's gross. Anyway, uh, Lin Yen Chin gave a Trovo colorful chat and said, Fine point you made to Lucas. Observate oneself. To know thyself is wisdom. 
the resting in God's grace, guidance, which is the source of productivity. Nice. Meve says, Maddow seems very confused. Her programming is cracking. <laughs> yeah, she was like psycho. Well, yeah, she is a lesbian. Her default setting is confused. <laughs> True, Asmador. Anyway, let me quickly get to Tony in New York. It's the bottom of the hour on Tuesday here. Um, Tony in New York City, how are you doing? Yeah, hey. Hey. Hey, hey. hey. How you doing? Yeah, um, I was just saying, why is there a problem with the government having, not government, but if somebody's wearing a mask, you really think it's trying to control people? Say that again? No, I said, do you really think the government's trying to control people if they're telling them to, to wear a mask? Yeah, they're trying to control us. They're telling us to wear masks. They're telling the businesses to stay closed. And now they're telling everybody to get it vaccinated. Of course they're trying to control us. So you know doctors wear masks, right? Doctors do. Sometimes. Why? Sometimes. Why, why, why do they wear masks? So that they don't drool onto the patient when they're doing open heart surgery. No, to prevent the spread of germs. Right? That's what drool is, germs. And speaking and whatever. Huh? So speaking, speaking, airborne passages, the same thing that's preventing you from getting germs. That's why you see a lot of people in China wearing masks and things of that nature. Those are communists. To prevent germs. No, but I'm saying to prevent germs. But so it's not no control. It's just a it's, it's control. Of course it's control. They're forced, they're mandating this stuff. Local governments no, are mandating stores, this stuff. The stores are, yeah, but the stores are mandating. There's, you know, the stores are mandating it under duress. Most of the stores would not force you to wear a mask if the government wouldn't shut them down if they didn't. There's some, there's some liberal, there's some liberal stores who want to control your life too. There's some liberal, uh, corporations that want to but control it, your but life, but the there's a lot of stores store. that really don't yeah, care. Mandated, say, oh, well, you got to wear a shirt in the store. You can't go in there with, you know, no shirt on. Yeah, those, that's a store's so, right to do that. Uh, exactly. So the store's right if they don't want I didn't say that they were right. I said they have the right. I didn't say they are right. Like I said, uh, y'all try to make it into like this government control thing. Of course, they are government control. Are you because are you blind? Doesn't want the, the Tony the government don't Tony. want the people to spread an airborne pathogen. Do you so vote? If you have an epic gem. Ep, Do you epic, vote, Tony? Why would you? Yes, yes. How long have you lived in New York City? Uh, Twenty years. Did you vote for Bill De Blasio? Uh, no. Who'd you vote for? Uh, the last. The last mayor I voted for was uh, Dickens. Dickens? That was about Did it, you yeah. vote for Trump? No. Did you vote for Biden? We're talking about mass. I don't know. Which, I'm just trying to get a, get a feel of where you're coming from because you're pretending that but the you, government doesn't want to control us, and they obviously do. If yeah, they if they cared about anything. if they cared about common sense health, they'd be having people exercise. And well, eat right. if that's the case, there wouldn't be no... Uh, why does the government control people from age of drinking? Because they why like to the control us. Control, why does the government control people... Okay, you're going away from this. You're changing the subject, by the way. No, I'm trying to tell you why government... You, you, now you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You're saying the government does uh -huh. control us. 
No, I'm not saying the government put things in place. It's not controlling you. That's you control. Decide what you That's control. Do. No, you. The government's trying you to control you by telling you, you put do. this on. No, you're being but ridiculous. You still decide what you, what you. I'll tell you. Do you have kids? No. Do you? Okay, so do, do you? you know, yes. Do you know? Uh, my Are kids you married? Go to school. My yes. My kids go to school, and they was getting a whole bunch of cold. This is the first year my kids didn't have a cold. Guess why? They why? had masks on in school. Oh gosh, give me a break. They wasn't able to spread. They wasn't able to spread colds and all. This is how people get colds You're weak. And, and spread. No, I'm just telling you. Yeah, you are. So you're making it try to make it seem like it's a bad thing. With the it is a bad thing. When do. the government's trying to control you, telling you to wear a mask, people wearing masks even, outdoors, it's ridiculous. Even though it's best for people's health, right? It's not necessarily it's best thing. for people's health. So when the government says, okay, I don't want They're to making control, mandates uh, to control you, Tony. You're, you're silly. I don't, I don't, if the government says, I don't want you throwing toxic waste, in in in, in uh, water uh, reservoirs or whatever, don't you? That's controlling you. Don't want people to get sick. So you're pre- Tony, you're pretending place. that the government has our best interests at heart. They don't. No, I'm not pretending. Yes, I'm you are. Yeah, you're just giving examples of stuff that's common sense. sense. Pretending that sense. oh, it just makes sense. The it's not about tells control. You something that makes sense. Why are you going? Oh, it's a control. Whether of course, it's, it's about control. Bad, it's control. But it is about control. Vaccines, well, shutting down. Tony, Tony, are you aware that they shut down businesses to the detriment of the economy and many people's lives? We had more life years yeah. lost by the shutdowns than we gained by shutting stuff down. It was not for the benefit of the people. It was about control, yeah. and it was about uh, helping Amazon when uh, the small businesses went under. You know, you're you know a sucker. I, you're a sucker, no, Tony. No, yeah, listen, you know what? I'm, I'm a, you're a total sucker. How sense? come you listen, listen to this show? <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know what doesn't make sense with Jesse Lee says about How come anger? you listen to this he show? Whoever's anger. I'm just saying, when he says. When no, he no, no, no. You can tell angry, me about anger in a, a second, but tell me why you listen to this show. Why I listen to this? Yeah. What, your show or Jesse's Both. show? Both. You just listen to it. You want to hear what people say, the same way how you listen to CNN and the same way how you listen to Fox. Okay. What's your, what's your you point about anger? Generation. What's your point about Jesse's he, point about anger? Since, since anger I am going to be Jesse Lee Peterson's press secretary. <laughs> no, but you, no, but you <laughs> do quote his thing. So, so whoever's angry is a woman? Yeah. That makes sense to you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he laughs. so 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 that's that's funny. Bobby then just, <laughs> Rosigliano <laughs> says, "I love wearing my Confederate flag mask." Now listen, he loves wearing the Confederate because I don't know. He likes it. He likes traitors. So he, he Those aren't traitors. Wow, you haven't been listening very closely to my show, or it didn't sink in. So, because you're because you're rejecting your brothers. Are you American? Yes. Then the Confederate lovers are your brothers. Why are you rejecting them and calling them traitors? The Confederacy with the you lose. They're not traitors. The Confederacy. You're a traitor. You're a traitor. But there was. You're a loser. You're a loser, Tony. The Union won. That's not doesn't make the Confederacy losers. You're calling them losers and traitors. You you're a traitor and a loser because you're not for the you, unity how of America. You following the losers. You're, you're rege- following the losers. I'm not following them. I'm supporting them because they're my fellow Americans. You're rejecting well, them and calling them something that they're not. Shame on you, Tony. Shame on you. Shame on you. Nobody wants to follow the losers. Shame on you. 
No, but go back. You're to a loser, Tony. Point, and then you could go. Shame I on you. I actually do like you, Hake. I actually do like. I know. You Jesse, I'm though, very likable. But oh, here comes this snake. Not, I like not. you better than Jesse. <laughs> no, he likes no, the weaker seriously. vessel. No, no, the weaker vessel. Yeah. Do you really think you're the weaker vessel? Compared Jesse to Jesse? Is, Compared to JLP? Nah, Any Jesse non-blind person can see that. Nah, uh, Jesse just says too many Chin. stuff. Outrageously true. Outrageously true. And you're a little bit more honest. Well, you're a lot more honest than Jesse. Oh, that's, okay. That's Thank you. Thing. Thank you, Serpent. No, you Thank are. you, Lilith. Yeah, yeah. Lilith? <laughs> okay, what does uh, that bother you? Lin Yen Chin. With just making a, a, a woman. Like, how could you say oh. you're going to be a woman if you get angry? That doesn't really make any sense because... Is it man- back oh, Tony, let me, let me just t- ask you. It is it manly sense. to get angry? It's not gender-specific. It's for <laughs> anger. But you're funny. He'll, 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 turn around, he'll turn around and he say, well, men were men and boys were boys, right? right? Yeah. So back in the days... They you got to call men. him on this stuff, though, man. <laughs> Because you know it's nonsense. That's no, I just explained it to you. It's not manly to be angry. I have one more thing to read to you. And we're getting... I mean, if you had called me with that question, maybe I could nonsense. entertain a, yeah, it more. Yeah, but I'm just trying to say, but it's a lot of nonsense. That's all. It's just funny that... And then when you hear this, you're like, what the hell are they talking about? And you're like, I can't be serious about a lot of this stuff. And cool. Right. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. Uh, quick quest, yeah, quick comment from Lin Yen Chin says... Tell Tony that he is lost to the spirit of bureaucracy, the spirit of mama who coddles, cuddles, and hates him so. Yeah, the government hates you. They don't, they don't care about you, man. See, he just spitted something Jesse would say about mama hates me. That, that doesn't make no sense. Because mama spoils people and over, mama is overprotective. Haven't you noticed that many mothers are overprotective? They're overprotective. Yeah, like they and won't let the, the chi- fathers, fathers will let the children over. fall down and scrape their knee and stuff, and won't be like, yeah, "Oh, are you that's, okay?" But that's the thing. That's why uh, hey, you have two Tony. different genders. You have a mother and you have a father. I know. You can't have two fathers. But we have, have two, two mothers, mothers in the government. We have you two mothers. We have two female mothers. We don't need a mother in the government. We need men we leading. Need two, we don't need two fathers. This, a the government is not your parents, Tony. Anyway, what are you talking about, government? Because we're talking about the government controlling. Anyway, thank you. Are the American Indians the American Indians? You know the American Indians? Yeah, they lost the war. Are are they losers? Yeah, because they lost the war. So, so, so any any Indian that you ru- see running around in a headdress or they're uh, activists, you call them losers now? No, I don't call them losers. How come like you don't that? call them losers? Because they still have their, 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 their land. Same with the Confederates. They, what land do they have? They have the South. What, what land? No, they don't. Yeah, they do. They're, they're, they are your fellow Americans. They got their land back. They have their own, the, the Indians, you know, they, 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 their own sovereign nation. The Confederates, they don't have nothing. All they have is They a have flag, America. They have, their, they have America. They, <laughs> all right, man. It's uh, their country as much so. as yours. Are you American? Uh, Are you American? I just told you. I just told you. All right. All right. All right. Well, we'll talk, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the call. It was entertaining. All right. Yeah, thank you. Very interesting. Lin Yen Chin says, lack of wisdom. This is a Trovo colorful chat. It is gender Pacific. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I like that. Um, 
Noah's Ark cans is making fun of how he said, Oh, anger is not gender specific. <laughs> Lin Yan Chin with the Trovo colorful chat. Lack of wisdom is rampant. Is a rampant stare in us blacks. Tony is, Tony of New York City, is fine proof of the confusion that comes out of not knowing yourself and God. <laughs> Reservations are not sovereign nations. They are subject to federal law, says Asmador. Yeah, true. I dare say that the people who fly Confederate flags to this day have more dignity on the whole, let's say per capita, than many of the Indians, American Indians. Some of them are dignified, but many of them are, are not dignified. They fall for the victimhood thing. They're Democrats. They are their children. They're uh, adolescent children committing suicide like crazy. It's a mess right now. To this day! To this day. And that is a fact. <laughs> okay. I have more callers to get to, but real quick, before I get to you guys, I have Bobby in Texas uh, coming on shortly. He wants to talk about this Biden clip on masks. But real quick, uh, this critical race theory madness. This is from Real Clear Politics and Sean Hannity's show on Fox News. He interviewed that fired Space Force commander. You know, I talked about him, right? And this guy, reminds, he looks a lot like my cousin. Uh, Trevor or Jared or something. Uh, it is not partisan to expose or attack critical race theory or Marxism. This is what that fired Space Force commander said. I don't know if he was fired, but he was, uh, he was relieved of command for going on a podcast and promoting a book that, uh, condemned Marxism and communism, right? Because we, we have Biden's black Department of Defense, I call him an affirmative action defense secretary because he wasn't even seven years out of the military, which is what you're supposed to be in order to become defense secretary, but they bent the rules for him because he's black and liberal. And the Senate confirmed him. Cowards. So this guy, his name is Lieutenant Colonel, let me see, Lieutenant Colonel, Matthew Lohmeyer. This is Matthew Lohmeyer, Lieutenant Colonel, Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, a former fighter instructor and fighter pilot, and he's also was the commander, a commander in the 11th Space Warning Squadron at Buckley Air Force Base in Colorado. And he was fired on a Friday, I guess, due to a loss of trust and confidence in his ability to lead over co- public comments that he made on a podcast. What was that podcast? Information Operation. If you check Hake News, um, at the end of hour one, I believe, of today's Jesse Lee Peterson show, I link to the podcast, I believe. It's on, like, Gab TV, I think. And he criticized Lloyd Austin's, he ordered a stand down. Well, listen to what he says. This is Matthew Lohmeyer talking about the situation. Uh, Clip uh, A. Listen to this. I began noticing some time ago, and not just in the past few months, but over the past several years, uh, an increasing relevance of what I saw was uh, Marxist ideology parading around by other names. Uh, The defense secretary in February, I think it was February 5th of this year, uh, called for an extremism down day and issued a guidance memorandum to all service members. And in the guidance memorandum, he basically gave an injunction 
to every service member to combat extremist ideologies within the force where they saw them and to take it upon ourselves to protect one another and to speak up and educate one another about extremist ideologies when we discovered them causing divisions within the force. And that's me you, paraphrasing the guidance memorandum. So I, I include that in the introduction to the book as well. Nice. Right on, buddy. And so he pointed to this guy's own uh, thing. Because remember at the beginning of the year, in like February, after the January 6th mostly peaceful protest, some of it was a riot over at the Capitol. You know, the Stop the Steal rally, right? So-called Stop the Steal rally. Um, this guy, Lloyd Austin, a month later, he said, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna do a stand-down deal and deal with alleged extremism in the ranks. There's no, gonna be no racists or rapists or anybody else in the military. Root out the racists. Well, that would root out most of the POCs. <laughs> but he's talking about whites. But this guy is saying, okay, extremism, that's Marxism. Here he's, he is going on. This is another about minute and a half, and then I'll get to calls, guys. Enjoy this from Matthew Lohmeyer. He continues with Sean Hannity on uh, Fox News there. You know, one of the things the Defense Department does very well is make it very clear that we've got zero tolerance for discrimination of any kind based on race, uh, sex, politics, religion, etc. And so that's the standard, right? And so to that end, I've made that very clear to my own people that in the light of a hyper-politicized environment that I've seen since taking command and I'm no longer in command, uh, I will not tolerate any discrimination of any kind based on politics, for example. And so let me give you one example of what I saw uh, in the past 10 months when I was in command of a unit. Uh, there were videos being sent out to every base uh, service member that we were asked to watch in preparation for our extremism down days and uh, discussions on race in which we were taught that the country was evil, that it was founded in 1619 and not 1776, and that whites are inherently evil. And so I speak up against those things in my book. I would think in the military that you talk about a brotherhood and a bond that really is kind of unimaginable in real life because you all have each other's back on the battlefield. Thank you for uh, updating us. Appreciate it. Nice. What a Chad, huh? His book, self-published book, Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal for con of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. And that's what's happening. Irresistible Revolution. And it got to number one on Sunday. I guess he was fired on Friday, right? The book went to number one. Uh, on the Amazon, on Amazon. Nice. Right on. What a Chad. Um, let me quickly get to Bobby in Texas. He wants to comment on that Biden clip on masks. What's up, Bobby? Not much, man. How you doing? Doing fine. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, real quick, I want to give a shout out to my main man, Zach, there. Give him a congrats on joining up. That was probably my my biggest regret looking back is that I didn't I didn't follow through when I was younger. Yeah. Like I wish That's now cool. looking back that I had that I had joined. Like I think it would does a lot for you. A lot of benefits to join in the military. Although you might have gotten sent to uh, Iraq and uh, who knows what would have happened. Or yeah, Afghanistan. I wouldn't have minded. It has been so good for you. My dad was in Vietnam, my grandpa was in uh World War Two <laughs> My other yeah. grandpa was in World War II, Korea, World War One. Like, I mean, they, 
they've all put their time in. They all put a risk out there, and I'd say their risk was probably greater than anyone that went to Desert Storm. I mean, yeah. There were probably some jobs that were. I'm not talking dangerous. about Desert Storm. That was that's the '90s. You're you're more my age, aren't you? Aren't you just like a year yeah. or two older than me? Yeah, I'm. I'm, this, I'm talking about W's wars. Those were uh, that, you're talking about like so Iraq. Yeah, well, I, Afghanistan. I was in Iraq, Afghanistan. Yeah, I guess it was, uh, didn't have a name. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> I, I still think the risk would have been was probably higher for those previous. Oh wars, yeah, especially like Vietnam and oh no, II. yeah, those are crazy. But yeah. So I think it's a good, a great idea to to join them, and it opens a lot of doors for you as well. Yeah, true. But, uh, oh yeah, well. I noticed in that clip you played with Biden. You know, he he's all you have to be uh, tolerant of businesses that want to remain wearing masks. But there's nothing about being tolerant about somebody that doesn't want to wear a mask. Yeah, tolerant about not wanting the vaccine. Exactly. About anything that goes against this, this, you know, this narrative that they want to push. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's a joke. It's silliness. And, just, and they're all just like, everybody just buys right into it. Like, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to have to train myself not to think someone is a COVID denier. Like, I know. It like, shows you that they're very any. prejudiced. They are, right, they yeah. blindly judge people. They're like, they're all willing to say, yeah, we'll tolerate, you know, tolerate those businesses that want to remain wearing them, but don't tolerate anybody that's like against, like, the whole process in general. There's no tolerance for those people. Those that's, people need to be... That's why these people fall for this smear job against white cops, such as Chauvin. Uh, they just... Oh, white man, white cop on a black man's neck. White ma- cop must have been racist. No idea yeah, what they're talking be. about. They're just assuming the worst like about the whites. something happens to a black person, it's, it's racism. It's not. There's yep. no, other, no other reason that it could possibly be happening. It's got to be racism. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Total sickos. And, uh, yeah, that, that stuff's getting so old, so, so played out. I, it's got to be, even for, like, the, the normal people in the world, like, that aren't, you know, that are, aren't quite caught up on politics, it's got to be, you know, kind of getting old to those people as well. Yeah. Definitely. I can imagine just seeing the same story over and over again, and then it's always if you you know probably seventy five percent of them show like that it's some kind of you know degenerate person that's causing it in the first place. Like, yeah. Anyway, man, I appreciate it. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. You too. All Talk right. To you later, buddy. Take care. Uh, Freddie in New Mexico wants to talk to me. Freddie, how are you doing? Fre- Freddie. Can you hear me? Yo, Drayton, can you hear Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Hey, how's it going, man? How are you doing? Doing fine. Thanks for holding. How are you? No, no. Oh, doing well, man. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to, to ask you, I mean, I kind of know what you, because you've kind of said it already, but um, the Confederacy, I mean... You, you dropped out. Are you still there, Freddie? Yes. What do you what do you say Hello? about the Confederacy, or what's your question, or what's your comment? Yeah, I wanted to say I, I agree with you that to, about today the people who support the Confederacy, yes, they are they are Americans. They're they're Southern Americans. Yeah, they are our brothers. Um, but at the time of the Civil War, when the when they succeeded, 
the Confederacy States of America, I mean, they succeeded. Those guys were not, you know, they kind of dropped their American identity, right, to, to fight against the Americans. No, the they Civil didn't War. they didn't want to they didn't necessarily want to fight. It was they wanted to to leave. They wanted to start their own country, the Confederate States of America. Right, but doesn't that not make them, you know, American by our definition? Like, you know, as you and I are American and the Confederate supporters of today are American, if they had gotten their way, they wouldn't be part of the USA like, like we all are today, right? So they, right. they got out. Yeah, they would have had their own country. Okay. Yeah, had but they gotten their way, they would have their own country, the Confederate States of America, as opposed to okay. the the United, I guess we were the United States of America, right? Right, so right, the U.S. Right, would have been in the north, and maybe in the west, and then the Confederate States of America would have been in the, in the south, and maybe the Confederates would have expanded some, west, some too. west too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they would have had some western, right, western states. Um, and that's I mean, that's the what time, though, the, we have. We ahead. are the we are a government by the consent of the governed, and so those guys yeah. did not did not feel like they were consenting. They did not have the representation that they wanted, they, they were saying. And so they wanted to leave the, the country, which states have a right to do that, I think. Yeah, of course they do. I'm not, I'm not arguing against I'm just I'm just trying to... But since we to, wanted to unite with them, we have no choice but to call them our brothers. Yeah, of course, man. That's that, yeah. that part I agree. Like today, let's move past So do you that, think man. that they were traitors? I, I think at the time, I, I would have to say, yeah, because, I mean, I mean, you know, damn, they, but, they oh, sorry, but, but, I mean, but I don't know if they, I don't think that they were necessarily traitors. Most of them were not even labeled as traitors. Most of them were not tried for any kind of treason or anything like that. Maybe a few might have been, but for uh, the most yeah, part, maybe. those were, it was brother against brother. And right. they had you know, a, uh, they had a legitimate disagreement. And yep, I, it, I, I feel you, man. I agree with you. They and had their, they, they felt, you know, they, they themselves, they themselves felt betrayed by the by the union. So they, yep. that's why they left. So it was not. Yeah. It's not that they were traitors. They just wanted to leave. If your friend wants to not be with you anymore, or say a girlfriend or whatever, you can't force Partner. the girlfriend to stay with you. She's not a traitor for wanting to leave. She's just living her own life. That's what these. That's what the South wanted to do. Was live their own life. Okay, uh, I, and I we don't we don't understand everything that was going on back then. I don't for sure. And what's what's portrayed is oh they just wanted slavery and wanted to oppress the blacks forever. I don't buy it. I think that there was a lot more going on, and even the way that they explain it, it's only explained in a way to demonize the South. When I think that there were good and there there were very fine people on both sides. And there was violence on many sides and, and evil on many sides. So yeah, there definitely was violence and, yeah. and evil on both sides for sure. I have no problem. Yeah, six hundred. No problem saying that. You know, it's, it's. I just. I hear what you're saying, man. I I really do. I don't know. Um, it's just hard for me to. I mean, they didn't want. They. I mean, you're right that they didn't want to be part of America, but they. Some might argue that they wanted to uphold the. O- original American values of states' rights, for example, whereas the uh, the federal government in the North wanted to oppress more on the states, and we have a problem of the states not having their rights. 
and the governed, like most of us, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like I have any representation in the, in the federal government anymore, except for no. Thomas. Thomas, I trust. I, I like that guy. But yeah, I know. I they got rid of Trump. Yeah, they got rid of Trump, and they're trying to clamp down. They got rid of, uh, even the Republican Party got rid of Congressman Steve King, who seemed like a decent yes, man from did. Iowa. So we're not really a, a functional country at this point. And back then, who knows what it was like, you know? <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah, no, I, yeah, but I don't think either side bad. were necessarily traitors. I don't know. Maybe the, there okay. was definitely a, a serious disagreement between those mm-hmm. guys. Okay. Secession. Secession. Different from succession. Succession, yep. Yeah, yeah they, yep. They succeeded from the, yeah, succession. I, I get, I hear your point, man. It's, it's, that's, I hear your point. I just. So you still think they were traitors, though? I, I kinda, I kinda do, man. Just, just because, you know. But they I wanted to leave. They, they didn't want to, they didn't try to backstab the North. They just try, tried to leave the North. Right, but then we went. We had a, a bloody, bloody, brutal war. But who, and I know the who North started that war? Not too. Who? Wh- what would we have started? Would we have had to have a war if the North let the South leave? No, but at the same time, so it takes two to a, it takes two to tango. It, it definitely does, and that's what I'm saying. At the same time, would we have had the war if the South didn't leave, and maybe just you know, maybe tried a little. Maybe there could have been some. Again, we weren't there. I don't know. This is just right. speculation, but maybe, uh, maybe you know, maybe try a little harder with your. I, I don't know. Maybe the North needed like, to try a little harder, or, and maybe they did too. Man. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Maybe the North are the traitors. The yeah, you, you could, the North you is could, the one uh, that went to war to keep the Union, and I, I'm kind of glad that we still have the South, right? The South is one of the well, redeeming qualities of America. Well, yeah. Of so course, I don't really necessarily even hold it against Abraham Lincoln for wanting to keep the country together. If yeah, a country, no, if the Confederate States of America can't fight off a, a force that's trying to keep it part of its own country, then they didn't win. But right. they're not losers. They're not traitors. It's uh, okay. just stay out of stay out of ignorantly judging uh, people you don't know from way back then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you, man. I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to judge. It's just the way. I don't know, man. I guess it's just my my opinion on it. And I hear your points, man, and they're valid. And again, like we do, I, I'm with you 100 percent that like people who, regardless of if you you have the right to think someone's racist or whatever. That's fine if you think that about Southerners, man. But but the Southerners of today, whereas I, even someone like me, where I would say, you know, back then there were traitors or whatever, you know. Today, I wouldn't call the Southerners of today traitors. No, right. That's stupid. Yeah. There's no, that's stupid. Anyway, Freddie, I got to run. Nice talking with you. It's the end of the show. Take care, man. All right. Thank you, James. Thank you very much, man. Tell me to be cool, man. All right. We'll do it. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Maze, my favorite caller. I cannot get to you. Art in Ohio wants to say why he tells people he's alpha. And Rick in Hampton, Virginia wants to talk about that Atlanta mayor uh, resigning or at least not running for re-election. Maze wanted to talk about the masks. My favorite ethnic child gave a super chat and said, feminists slash evil women say, I'm not just a piece of meat. They also say, it's not a baby, it's just a clump of cells. <laughs> just a piece of meat that you can kill. 
Very good point, uh, my favorite ethnic child. Thanks, guys. The Hake Report for my stuff, thehakereport.com. JessieLeePeterson.com for JLP's stuff from which you can find The Fallen State and RebuildingTheMan.com. That's the Bond website. All right, guys. Take care.